Welcome to Sex Spoken Here with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex coach and relationship psychologist and created this show to help you solve any sexual problems, learn about all things sexy, sensual, and intimate, and create your ideal lasting relationship. In my virtual therapy room, I answer questions, interview experts, and provide tips that you can use straight away. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create a problem-free, exciting sex life. Make sure you join us to be up to date on all events and to easily access coaching at www.the-intimacy-coach.com. Welcome to my virtual therapy room. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is Sex Spoken Here. Please remember, this podcast deals with adult themes, so if you don't have privacy, you might wish to put on your headphones. Last week, I explored the practicalities for beginning to explore BDSM and power exchange. This week, I explore basic rules for events and resources for BDSM online and in the community. If you haven't heard the first four of the BDSM and power exchange series, I suggest you download them now. The first two include interviews with Dr. Kevin Boileau and cover some of the theory and emotional issues. The third in the series includes an interview with Farah Kafre and Empress Nahara, who are a lifestyle dominant couple. And last week, we looked at the beginnings of the practicalities like figuring out whether you're a top or a bottom, a dominant or a submissive, or maybe you like to switch whether you would, as a single person, like to explore as part of a monogamous relationship or as part of ethical non-monogamy, do you want to be a unicorn and join a couple? I've talked about getting ready to step out and explore BDSM and power exchange, whether you're doing it in private or in public, but many people have no idea where to begin to look for events, to meet people, or for clothing and accessories. First, I'd like to highlight that you do not need to spend lots of money on special clothing and toys. Though most events have a dress code, they'll also usually accept scant clothing, i.e. as close to nakedness as is legal in that jurisdiction, or being dressed in all black. The dress code is supposed to encourage people to make an effort to get involved to look and feel sexy, and to discourage those who come along to gawk. Gawking is different from watching when you're a proper voyeur. Gawking is when someone comes to watch all the strange people and has no intention of getting involved in any way, and often they don't observe basic courtesy either. So let's talk a bit about basic courtesy. Number one, don't interfere in someone else's scene. If they are doing something you find interesting, great, watch from an appropriate distance. That means don't watch from two inches away. I was once involved in a scene with a woman where I was performing oral sex on her and a man came and sat close to watch, so close in fact that his face was almost between my mouth and her pussy. He was told very firmly to move away. When people are using floggers, whips, and canes, if you get in the circle of the stroke, 
you will get injured and really annoy both the person who is doing the beating and the person who is receiving it. When people are in a scene, it creates this sort of a bubble. And they're unlikely to be aware, very aware of the outside world. The, the bubble is about the connection and the energy between them. And when somebody blunders in and breaks this bubble, the distraction can ruin the entire scene. It interrupts the flow of the energy. Energy builds in a scene to a peak, just like it does in sex when it builds to orgasm. It's the dominant's job to stay aware of distractions in the, in the outer world to some degree. Don't make it harder on them by being somebody who just blunders their way through scenes. Next, no means no. Just because someone is at a public event does not mean they're there to play with everyone. Just because they're half naked doesn't mean you have a right to touch any of their parts. If someone says no, please respect it. Please keep your hands to yourself unless you get consent. I know that it can sometimes seem almost impossible to do so because you see people who are so attractive around you and they're naked and it appears that they're inviting. But unless you get specific consent, you will find yourself in great difficulty. This goes further, which is just because someone is submissive doesn't mean that they will submit to you. Just because you identify as a dominant does not mean that you have the right to ask any submissive person in the general environment to serve you. You don't have the right to ask them to get you drinks, take your coat, or anything. If they do not belong to you, or they do not belong to the event, use your manners. What do I mean when I say belong to the event? Many events have staff, submissives, who are there to deal with difficulties that arise for attendees. They're also there to make attendees' life more comfortable. They're there to be of service. They're not there to be grabbed by you. Again, make sure you get explicit consent if you want to touch someone. Observe protocols. Even if you find it strange to have to ask someone's master or mistress to talk with them, please follow their protocols. It is a means of demonstrating respect. You can ask about reasons or the origins of the protocol, but ultimately following it is the best way to show respect and to gain respect. Next, don't spend time talking or asking questions in active areas of play. This disrupts the energy and disrupts the scene. There are usually conversation areas and people are usually really happy to answer questions after the scene is over. Do remember that aftercare is part of the scene. So just because people have stopped playing doesn't mean their scene is over. Wait until it's clear that they're finished and they're walking away before you go and ask. And if you go to interrupt at that point and ask and somebody shakes their head no at you, 
just back away. You can always ask later. Finally, don't make assumptions about role, gender, sexuality, or sexual orientation. Ask instead of assuming. That will always serve you best. Let's talk about where to meet people online. And there are lots of resources to meet people online. FetLife.com is kind of a social media site for people who like fetishism, including BDSM and Power Exchange. There are lots of different groups once you've joined with different discussions on all sorts of different topics. You can join a, a group for events near your location and you will then find out a bit more about who might be close by. You create a profile and people can search profiles in a number of ways, send emails and reach out to you via the groups you join. In my experience, it's more likely for people to reach out to you after they've gotten to know you a bit via a group. Please, if you're going to reach out to somebody that you've never had a conversation with via a group, you just like their profile, be polite when you email them. First, read their profile thoroughly. They may have some protocols that they follow. Submissive women often, if they are owned, are not allowed to talk to people without permission of their owners. Be polite, follow the instructions on the profile before you reach out. And if somebody says thanks, but no thanks, leave them alone. OkCupid okay, has a large number of people who enjoy kink and BDSM. You make a profile there in the same way as you would on any other dating site. On Facebook, there are lots of BDSM and power exchange related groups. Some of them are secret and others are private. Do check the group rules to see if it's a, if, if looking to meet people is okay. Again, most of the time when you meet people there, you meet them as a, a result of your interaction in the group. Um, if you're going to reach out, check that it's okay to do so within the rules and make sure you know enough about the person you're reaching out to to understand what rules they follow within their own relationships. Fester.com is a relatively new and apparently most of the folk are 30 or under. So that's a great space for younger folk. Uh, people my age might feel a bit more uncomfortable. Collarspace.com is known for hookups. The reviews are very mixed but it is known for being a big hookup space. BDSM.com is a space for talking about things as well as hooking up. And chain.org is a site for meeting folks. So what happens if you actually want to meet people offline, but you're not yet ready to go to an event or a play party? Well, going to a local munch is a great way to meet people in your area. Munches are usually held monthly in a restaurant or pub. People come dressed in normal street clothing and are usually welcoming to newcomers. You can find munches listed on places like fetcom, fetlife.com. Um, there are often munches for different types of folks. So you might see a general sort of BDSM in the area munch. There might be a polyamorous munch. There might be a munch for uh, female dominance and male submissives. Don't expect to play at these events. These events are really for connecting and socializing and getting to know people in a very vanilla atmosphere.
There are fetish markets in many cities. London in the United Kingdom has one every month. There are lots of items for sale and usually short demonstrations and stage shows and lots of space to mingle and meet folk. And there's also usually a play party afterwards and the ticket prices are very reasonable. Finding toys and supplies. I'm gonna start out by talking about bondage using rope. There are loads of online sites, but these are the two that I recommend checking out. The first one is the Twisted Monk. So that's HTTPS back, uh, colon backslash backslash www.twistedmonk, all one word, dot com. Um, there's how-to videos, rope care, and different types of rope on this site. The other site that I recommend is http colon backslash backslash www.esinem-rope.com. That's snmrope.com. This is a great UK site for rope tutorials and DVDs. If you want to learn to make your own toys and tools, check out the blogs on kinkly.com. For floggers, whips, and restraints, I recommend Detail Toys. Um, Details Toys is http colon backslash backslash www.detailstoys.com. I also recommend Whips by Wolf. So you can try http colon backslash backslash www.whipsbywolf, that's all one word, dot com, backslash handmade-leather-vloggers. For gay men, including some hardcore toys, https colon backslash backslash www.regulation-london.com. You can also get recommendations from people you meet at events. Of course, you need not spend much money at all. There are many pervertibles in most homes. A pervertible is something that is ordinary that you can turn to a kinky purpose. For example, belts are extremely pervertible to use for a beating. You can use wooden spoons, which I think hurt a lot. Um, or spatulas. Lots of things in the kitchen are pervertible. For restraints, you can use ties, belts, and scarves. For blindfolds, you can use ties and scarves. It's easy to go wild and spend a fortune on beautiful toys and restraints and then rarely use them. I recommend starting with pervertibles and then making the purchase of any tools or toys something that you do with lots of thought. Pick out one or two special pieces. Make lots of use out of them and then look at adding to your collection. Clothing. Fetish clothing varies depending upon your interests and roles. Leather can be used for a variety of things. Some people love the feel, touch, and smell of leather. There's also the leather lifestyles. And people who identify as part of the leather lifestyle are engaged in power exchange relationships often master slave or mistress slave, and follow certain codes. Most leather codes include honor, honesty, and respect. 
and most of them observe a variety of rituals. Leather for these people is not only sexy and hot, but is earned and a means of recognizing service. Some people like the feel of rubber or latex, and there's a whole set of fetish gear around this. If you're looking for latex clothing, I recommend checking out House of Harlot. That's HTTP colon backslash backslash www.houseofharlot, all one word, dot com. Also, Pandora Deluxe, which is HTTPS colon backslash backslash www.pandoradeluxe, all one word, dot com. And Atsukokudo, HTTPS colon backslash backslash www.atsukokudo.com. For leather, HTTP colon backslash backslash www.fetishware.com or HTTP colon backslash backslash www.leatheraddicts.com or one of my favorites, https colon backslash backslash www.mr-s-leather.com. Now, Mr. S. Leather is um, in San Francisco. Um, the shop is run by gay men. It's fantastic. Uh, and they make some of the best custom leather gear. How about informational sites? If you're wanting to look up lots of information before you go out and get lots of people's viewpoints, I would recommend these sites. Uh, Jack Ranella's Leather Views, which is leatherviews.com. Jack Ranella is a, a freelance author and a leather man. He's written a number of very well-respected books on various aspects of leather and BDSM. You can check out Race Bannon's site, which is bannon.com. That's B-A-N-N-O-N. Ray Spannon, along with Guy Baldwin, co-founded Kink Aware Professionals, which is a list of helping professionals and legal professionals who are kink aware. He's spoken at over 400 events, is a founder and board member of another number of leather and gay associations. You can check out the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, which is where Kink Aware Professionals list is now housed. And that's http colon backslash backslash ncsfreedom.org. Planet Midori is a fantastic place to visit. That's http colon backslash backslash www.planetmidori.com. She is a most amazing person and, uh, and an author who has expertise in bondage and power exchange. Society of Janus is a San Francisco-based organization, and it offers BDSM education and support. That's https colon backslash backslash soj.org. The Carter Johnson Leather Library has an amazing collection of leather history, reading materials covering kink, BDSM, LGBTQ issues, and that can be found http colon, backslash, backslash, leatherlibrary.org. There's the Leather Archives and Museum, which is also an incredible collection, and it's dedicated to the compilation, preservation, and maintenance of leather, kink, and fetish lifestyles. It's located in Chicago, Illinois, 
And that is HTTP colon backslash backslash www.leatherarchives.org. Finally, HTTP colon backslash backslash www.drkdesyre.com backslash and meet people. It's M-E-E-T-P-P-L backslash orgs, O-R-G-S backslash O-R-G-S dot H-T-M-L. They keep listings for BDSM and power exchange groups. Now, exploration is designed to be fun, but it's more likely to be so if you remember some basic rules. Number one, keep yourself safe. New things are really exciting, and this stuff can be even more exciting than most new things. Don't let the excitement make you forget your basic safety rules. If you've just met someone online, don't give them too much personal information. If you're arranging to meet for the first time, do it in a public place and let people know where you are going. If you feel something is off, trust your gut and leave. Don't talk yourself out of trusting your gut because you think you need to give people second chances. Don't meet people at your home and don't go to their home alone until you're sure that they're safe. Avoid taking recreational drugs. Making clear choices is important when you're playing in areas that are risky. Keep your head clear so you'll be able to make good choices. Limit your alcohol consumption for the same reason. I choose not to drink and play and I prefer to play with people who are sober. Pace yourself. Don't try to do everything at once. Take your time and savor the experience. Give yourself the space to process your experience afterwards and make sure you have support for when you need it. Remember your social skills. Use your best social skills. Be polite, friendly, listen a lot. Sometimes people get so excited that they forget their basic skills. Understand consent and apply it properly. Don't touch anyone without getting consent first. This includes spontaneous hugs, putting your hand on someone's shoulder. Understand that people in this world can have very different protocols when it comes to touch. Some are really strict. Don't assume that everyone will engage with you. Some people may not be free to do so. Don't speak to someone else's partner without checking first. If you can't check and you don't get a response, don't assume the person is being rude. They may not be allowed to talk with anyone. Think of it like meeting a monk or a nun who is under a vow of silence. Take the time to learn how to do things properly. Many activities that you will engage in if you are exploring BDSM and power exchange will involve an increased level of risk. If you don't learn how to do things properly, you have a high risk of injuring yourself or someone else. There are two acronyms regularly used by people who engage in BDSM to describe risk. The first is SSC, safe, sane, and consensual. People who work to this protocol do things in the safest way possible, they don't take shortcuts, and they highlight consent. The second is RAC, or Risk Aware Consensual Kink. 
These folks highlight the fact that all activities have risk and then you cannot necessarily eliminate all of the risk and that you must be aware of the risk level of the things you are choosing to engage in. They also highlight consent. Just because it's risky does not mean that you won't choose to engage in the activity. Just have a really good understanding of what kind of risks you're taking. For example, you wouldn't meet a stranger and have sex, penetrative sex, exchanging body fluids without a condom, having not had at least a conversation about sexually transmitted diseases, would you? I know that some people would, but that's a high level of risk. Many people would just never have sex with somebody without a condom, except for a partner that they're fluid bonded with. Other people take a higher level of risk. They choose to do that. They, if they think it through and they know what they're getting themselves into, what the actual risks are, then it's their choice. Finally, maximize your enjoyment. Do everything you can to raise the probability that you will have a brilliant time. So try to be well rested when you go out exploring. Make sure you're having enough time to sleep. Eat something light before you go out so that you do have some energy. You don't want to eat something heavy because eating heavy stuff doesn't work very well before playing heavily. But make sure you've got something in your stomach so you don't end up having a blood sugar crisis in the middle of the most exciting part of the evening. Make sure you have the people around you that can give you emotional support in case something is touched off and then go and have a brilliant time. Thanks for joining me this week for Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Write to me with suggestions for the show, questions you want answered at drbisbee at the-intimacy-coach.com. Follow me on Twitter where I'm Dr. Bisbee. That's B-I-S-B-E-Y. For a free 30-minute strategy session with me, head over to https colon backslash backslash the dash intimacy dash coach dot com and click the button that says schedule now. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe. The top three reviews will receive a copy of my ebook, A Consumer's Guide to Online BDSM Resources. This contest will run until mid-July 2017. Join me next week when I will be starting a series on sex toys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher. And make sure you head over to www.the-intimacy-coach.com to subscribe for free newsletter updates to help you create and sustain an exciting trouble-free sexual life. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes on all topics sexy, sensual, and intimate. 
Thanks for listening.